This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom calls critics troglodytes. Alarm over CARB's organic proposal. Senate leaders pushed on trade nominee. Newsom takes on the Wall Street Journal. At Climate Week NYC, Governor Newsom continues to tout California's climate policies and call out his critics. Yesterday, he bashed the Wall Street Journal. In an editorial in the paper uh, decried a suite of new climate bills, Newsom signed and charged that the governor is grabbing headlines to build a national platform in case President Biden decides not to run for re-election in 2024. The piece argues one measure would allow the state to restrict agriculture production. Newsom calls the editors troglodytes and criticized the article as reciting arguments nearly verbatim from oil companies. But there is more. Newsom maintained several times this week that California has invested more in electric vehicle charging infrastructure than the federal government. He dismissed Biden's big announcement of $56.8 million in comparison to California's $10 billion. And Newsom asserted that the Air Resources Board is arguably the most powerful regulatory body in the country. That likely hit a nerve with lawmakers who have pushed back on expanding CARB's authority for those climate mandates. On that note, and a change from the recall election last year, Newsom has agreed to debate with Senator Brian Dolly of Bieber, the Republican frontrunner, in the November gubernatorial election. As with the single debate of the 2018 election, the Bay Area radio station KQED will host the conversation. Dolly pushed for a televised debate so viewers could read the body language, and KQED agreed to live stream it. Newsom has also been challenging Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to a televised debate on CNN over immigration. Former CDFA scientist skeptical of CARB's organic policies. A draft update of California's climate scoping plan calls for ramping up organic agriculture production that to capture more carbon from the atmosphere. Amrath Gunsakera took issue with that proposal and a commentary for the California Farm Bureau yesterday. Gunsakera joined the Farm Bureau in April after serving as science advisor to the CDFA secretary and working closely on environmental farming policies. He portrayed Sri Lanka as a cautionary tale in mandating a transition to organic. Rice yields there plummeted 50% after the country banned synthetic fertilizers, leading to food insecurity and cascading economic impacts. Can the same thing happen in California and in other parts of the world, wrote Gunsakera. He urged state leaders not to ignore the issue and side with a philosophical embrace of a false sense of environmentalism. Ag groups urge Senate to vote on McCallop. It's been two weeks since the Senate Finance Committee unanimously voted to approve Doug McCallop to be the chief agriculture negotiator for the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Now more than a 100 U.S. ag groups and companies are urging Senate leaders to hold a final floor vote soon on the nomination. 
U.S. Dairy Export Council, American Farm Bureau Federation, Biotechnology Innovation Organization, California Walnut Commission, Bayer Corn Refiners Association, and the American Soybean Association are among the 105 groups and companies that signed onto a letter to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. We write with strong concern over further delay because we're reminded daily of the need for greater attention and emphasis from the administration on agriculture export market growth, the group C in the letter. USDA now forecasts lower agriculture exports for the next fiscal year and again has increased its import projections another $5 billion, taking a small trade surplus this year and moving it to a net deficit territory next year. Four borrowers got payments through repeal the USDA program. Department of Agriculture says that four borrowers received loan forgiveness through a program for minority farmers that was blocked by the courts as unconstitutional. Those payments to the four borrowers totaled $160,218.20, the department says, in a response to a Freedom of Information Act request from AgriPulse. USDA didn't say where the farmers were located. The program was ultimately repealed by the Inflation Reduction Act, enacted in August and replaced with a debt relief program that is race neutral. Equity Commission mulls recommendations for interim report. Members of the USDA's Equity Commission will continue discussing recommendations from work groups today before voting on an interim report to present to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. So far, recommendations presented the first day of the two-day meeting address issues such as funding for minority-serving institutions, assistance for people dealing with heirs' property issues, and use of indigenous knowledge in developing science-based, climate-smart agriculture definitions. Dwayne Goldman, Senior Advisor for Racial Equity at Ag Secret for Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, summarized recommendations made in previous reports going back to 1965 that addressed USDA's troubled racial history. He also discussed efforts the department is making now to address that history. He urged the commission to, quote, dialogue with those at USDA who are doing things that are working, as well as those that may need more guidance to achieve racial equity. That meeting begins at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. USDA seeking input on Ag Labor Initiative. Farm Service Agency is holding three listening sessions next week on a pilot program to help farmers hire H-2A workers from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Along with addressing labor shortages through the program, FSA plans to implement robust labor standards to promote safe, healthy work environment for both domestic and H-2A workers. The program is being funded with $65 million from the American Rescue Plan. FSA wants to hear from employer groups on how comfortable they are with enhanced labor standards and from unions and farm worker advocacy groups on how to verify that employers are implementing labor protections. The meeting will be held September 28th and 29th. Well, here's today's He Said It. He should be ashamed of himself. He should sign the bill. That Tom Morello, guitarist for the rock band Rage Against the Machine, urging Governor Newsom to sign AB 2183 on farm worker union elections. Morello held a benefit concert at the Capitol yesterday to support United Farm Workers.
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 22nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.